0: This is the Enneagram 8 Podcast, and we're here to take you inside the armor. You wanted to talk about relationships, and so we talk about relationships. It would seem that the holidays are a little bit complicated for us 8s. I mean, of course it is. We have such big thoughts and big feelings and big opinions about everything, so it stands to reason that the holidays would be no different. But more than that, as always, extra complications come in when there are extra people involved, especially family. Listen in and we'll see if we can shed some light on some of the issues that seem to crop up around the holidays. Maybe we can't offer any solutions, but at least you'll hear us loud and clear saying, We understand.
1: We asked you what you guys wanted us to talk about, and I'm pretty sure that every person spoke about relationships in one way or another, didn't they?
0: Yeah, we got that loud and clear. Well, that's because we're eights. We dive in deep.
1: We don't want to hear about presents (laughs) and wrapping. We want to actually talk about real life things. Although we
0: are totally going to talk about that, too. Yeah,
1: Christmas is hard for families, Mm -hmm. and oh, I have so many thoughts on all of this because I've gone through my childhood of having the most... Magical Christmases, like that you can imagine, with zero stress, to going to not even wanting to have Christmas as an adult and my fa- with my family, and then to going to learning how to deal with my family and make it something tolerable. To I feel like this year I'm I'm looking forward to Christmas with my family again. Mm-hmm. It's been a roller coaster, so I sort of feel all of you in all your different places, because I feel like I've gone through this journey of, you know, from loving to hating to being accepting to being joyful again, in a different guarded way.
0: Yeah, I also had those magical childhood Christmases. There were no personalities that clashed. Again, my childlike I was mind, say, right?
1: I think our definitely yeah. didn't
0: sense anything like that. Um, And I'm grateful because it was just pure magic as a kid. And now you get older and Yeah, I lost my mom. So every Christmas, we're just very aware that she's not with us. And um, we've had siblings have marriage trouble. And uh, my sister lost a baby right around then. And, you know, these things start to pile up until the memories invade every Christmas. And you have to kind of war with the memory. Yeah, in terms of like specific eight-ishness, Tension is something we feel in our body, like from our head to our toes. It's a thing that we feel. And personally, I can feel the vibe of a group in a way that is so intense. And the more intimate I am with the people in the group, the more obviously in tune with Mm -hmm. it I'm going to feel. And so what happens with me is when there is tension in my intimate group, my family, it eats me alive. (laughs) it eats me alive yep, me too. and their joy is conversely euphoric i am giddy if if the vibe is joyful i am i almost can't even handle it like it's hard to breathe well we were just talking about this wow. right where you very easily go to 7 i okay so this is this is what i was <laughs> going to say so what happens with me when there's any tension i 100% distract people from the tension because I refuse to, I very much embody the seven and I will not sit in the tension. So my role becomes distra, like, it's almost like jazz hands tap dancing. I'm like, <laughs> there's no tension here. No, there isn't. It's, it's an illusion. And then I crack out the games and I come up with some activity we can do. And if there's a person that just will not get on board, I cut them off. And I don't mean like physically, you I just, just pretend they're not there. I mentally pretend, yeah. yeah, they're not there. I cut off their energy. So I can't, feel it anymore it's so weird and i focus on it is honest to goodness a superpower um this comes kicks in extra hardcore if i'm the host that year because it's my domain so i feel responsible and i'm really good at creating and setting the tone and so if if the tone if i demand that it will be joy and light for the most part i'll achieve that by uh distracting and doing that so it's exhausting needless to say. I crash later. But for some reason in the moment, it feels worth it.
1: So do you have memories? Like, are your memories all happy then of that
0: night? Yeah. So what happens is I have like amnesia about it where I forget the tension. Seven. Yeah. You go to seven. I do. I do. And you know what? I like being me for that reason. Because there is, you know what, maybe it's false. Maybe I'm doing this weird denial piece, but it works for us. I think it works for me. I honestly think
1: it's a coping mechanism. Yeah, it works I mean, you're not damaging relationships and you're not, right? No.
0: Yep. There's been like one overt fight that I very much stepped into, but I don't regret it because it was a protective thing and I needed to do it. But other than that, absolutely distraction. And I bring the tone up and it is light and bright. And I think my kids would say, we kind of knock it out of the park. But that said, I'm going to qualify that on the whole, our family is healthy and relationships are well. And the truth is that any tensions that we used to have are are gone because a lot of relationships have healed. So I'm going to acknowledge that. I'm not. You're dealing with a lot of your stuff outside of the family holidays. That's That's it. So by the time the holidays come, everybody lives here. I also need to add that. I don't have people who live away. And so we're constantly working on relationship. We don't travel. Everybody's in the same town. And that just means that on the whole, we are a pretty healthy family. So I just want to acknowledge that. How about you? What tensions crop up and how do you deal with them?
1: (laughs) So I think with my family Christmas is really easy and and fun. We I mean there's some tension with my my siblings cuz we're all sort of in on top of each other and my brother doesn't live here. And so he comes home to visit and it's just different dynamics, right? And we're very different. He is a 4 and I think 4 is probably the last number in any type of enneagram space for me. <laughs> I think that in the past he's misunderstood me and I have hurt him. So there has been tension at times. For me, I, I don't do that dance you do. I feel the hurt in my body and I need to, my whole body is like radiating in hurt. And I will excuse myself to my bedroom and I will take five minutes to cry in the bathroom or whatever. And then I'm fine. I go back down and it is back on and I'm good to go.
0: I love that about AIDS. Like we really can resolve it so quick if we decide yeah, to.
1: But I do that. You said I cut that person out.
0: for the rest of the night because I just... Maybe that's okay though. Yeah. For everybody's sake, maybe that's okay. Maybe it's good even for him. (laughs) Because if you were fixated on him and were picking, picking to make it right, that would be a real problem. But
1: sometimes I think by withdrawing myself and when they're aware of it, they feel shunned and they can possibly feel really hurt, right? right? Without intending. Learning the Enneagram has been the biggest Blessing for my family. Um, my brother has learned the Enneagram and it has been probably one of the best things for our relationship. I have so much appreciation for him and who he is in a way that I didn't understand before, and I think he understands that my bossiness is actually genuinely in a place of love and not of just telling him he's not good enough. So we've we've had this new understanding between each other, or at least I think I do. <laughs> we do. We'll chat about it next week when he's here. But I just love him in a way that I wasn't understanding him before, and I think Enneagram gives us language. And and understanding that we might not get elsewhere. And I think going into the holidays, it's so good for all of us if we know the people we're going to be with and then go go read. Go read how what feeds their soul and just, just try to deliver a little bit of that at Christmas because I think when people feel like they are heard and seen, they react less in a negative way. But... All that to say, <laughs> told you this was going to be all over the map. I think boundaries are so important too. So while I'm saying all this, I also think we have to be careful that we don't cut ourselves off and be ingenuine to ourselves.
0: Yeah, does that makes sense. It really, really does. <laughs> I very much have been learning that lesson over the last little while. The balance between feeling like I have to do all the work on my insides so that everyone else feels Okay, okay. uh, Versus acknowledging this isn't on me. And so if that other person isn't willing to make any changes, I may just actually have to emotionally cut them off.
1: And And the truth is at the holiday, it's
0: one day, right? It's one day, maybe two days. I think it's perfectly okay to set up an emotional boundary that, um, yeah, they'll feel it, right? They'll feel cut off from you, but it's necessary for the group. And it's necessary yeah. for you just for a little while. Yep. And I'm never going to be the person that advocates for cutting anyone off for the long term. But there's nothing wrong with doing a mini contained cut off so that you can experience the a, holidays. It's
1: just a short survival tactic. Right? Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And I used to think there was. But you and know what? I've changed my mind about that. I
1: think that. you can do it in a way that isn't bitchy. <laughs> Lack of a better word. Because we come across that way, right? But I think we can just quietly decide in our minds that we're not going to let them affect us anymore. And if that means that we just shut out that emotion, then we just shut it out.
0: I see it as going to five and using it in a good way. So what it would probably feel like to the other person is you've gone a little bit cold and a little aloof. That's okay. So don't be overtly rude. Don't be overtly unkind. And don't even be direct. Just quietly remove yourself. They're going to feel it. Like, who are we kidding? You you feel an eights lack of attention. That's a Absolutely. very real thing. Everybody will tell you that and they will feel that is punitive. But the truth is it's actually self-preservation and it's group preservation.
1: I also think as eights, we're so drained at the end of these Christmas holidays because I think we feel that it all should be one way. And when you're interacting with people that harm you or make you feel lesser than or or don't see you for who you are and misunderstand you, you become inauthentic, right? You can't have a conversation with those people and be raw and real. They're not the people in front of you that you trust. And then we're exhausted because us eights, we need to be authentic. And every moment we spend being inauthentic drains our energy like nothing else.
0: One of you asked specifically about expectations and how that plays in. And I think that's very, very real. And this is, I think it's categorically an eight thing to have expectations that I think has to do with body. There's like a body memory or something of how a thing is supposed to feel. So the holidays are supposed to come with a certain feel. And if that feeling never gets reached yeah. yeah, or met, there's pain. There's like loss yep. in it. And what I do is, of course, try to fabricate it. Right. Um, and usually I can succeed.
1: This year, I decided to um, recalculate everything that we sort of do because I, I agree with you. I go through the holidays and then I think, oh, like that was disappointing. Like I really expected this was going to be better. And and this year, what I've done, I'll let you know, January, if it worked, but I've basically categorized the things in my mind that are important that we do. And then the things that I've decided are no longer important that we, we also do. And I'm not going to do them. I'm just, I'm just cutting those pieces out and I'm letting them go. And I'm letting the
0: other stuff just happen organically. I think a lot of us oh. are starting to think about what really matters. Yeah. Right? That That is yeah. absolutely what's happening. And we're becoming more selective.
1: And we have so many traditions. And I'm going to warn you new moms out there. The more traditions you start with, the more you have to keep up with.
0: <laughs> feel you have to. Yeah. Go,
1: yeah. Feel you have to. You don't. But kids get excited, right? And the more things we put in front of them, um, I think we set expectations. And then as an eight, I feel like I need to meet those expectations. I've set them up, and now I need to meet them. Whereas I think I would go back and make things a lot simpler.
0: One of you asked about something I think is really, really important. And I do think it really does have to do with our type. They said, what about this quirky thing we have where blood family isn't necessarily how we define family. And I, wow, I felt that. Because something about eight lone wolfish, autonomous identity means that we start to form our own tribes. And that's how we define family. So most of us, if we're really lucky, then they end up being the same thing. And our siblings and our parents actually are our tribe, but that's awfully rare. It's very rare. And so we end up accumulating people through a lot of vetting (laughs) and a lot of, um, you know, a trust building and they become our tribe. But at Christmas, you're expected to spend your time with your blood family. And then there's all this sense of wrongness that you have to be here with these people and guilt and whatnot and duty obligation. Yeah. Yeah. When all you really want to do is be with your tribe.
1: Yeah, It's because they make you feel safe. Yeah. And they
0: don't exert all your energy. Right. They give you energy. I guess I just wanted to acknowledge that I think that's real. And I feel that. I do too. Yeah. And I do have a family that does feel like they are a tribe. But I also have other people that I feel should be there with me. And so typically we kind of make New Year's about that. So our New Year's is where we throw the doors wide open and those other people come in. Right. So I think maybe... You just create a secondary holiday of sorts. I agree. Around that same time yeah. of year. And we,
1: ha- we have close friends that I do feel like that with. And there are times like if, if we're both at a place where they're not celebrating or we're not celebrating with family members due to circumstances, we always default. And I love it. It always feels really safe and really
0: easy and enjoyable. Another aspect that we wanted to touch on is that eight sense of, you know, the literature would call it control, but it's a sense of thinking that you have to do it all yourself and that you won't ask for help. And some of you were saying like, that can become a real burden over the holidays where you really are kind of a one man show taking on all the hosting duties or I'm um, feeling like you're the initiator and you have to take it all on. I feel what like would that, you say?
1: Oh, I feel like that. Yeah. And I have to be really careful. I think that's why I've let go of a lot of things this year because I start to resent Christmas and it is my favorite time of year Mm -hmm. and I don't want to resent it. But the reality is we own a company. My husband works long hours and long into the evenings and he does not have the time to be helping me prepare and shop and wrap. And so that along with I do like to host.
0: um, Can you explain why? I've I've been thinking about that. (laughs) I wonder if most of you do the hosting. Let us know if that's true, but I suspect I you do. Think Why? It's a social
1: thing. Okay. I actually would be curious to know if the But I'm not
0: the so- I'm social last no. and I still like to host. So what's your it's reasoning?
1: Um, I like to control
0: the situation.
1: <laughs> I like to control the atmosphere. I want to make set the table, I wanna set the mood. It's what you said earlier. Really it is. So
0: here's what's interesting. I it's the exact same reasons for me. Yeah. So I don't think this is a subtype no, thing you're necessarily. Probably right, actually. There's yeah. something our bodies want to feel. It's an energy yeah. that we've felt before, and it feels magic, and it feels right, and we know that only we can produce it. It's, right. it's you know, I, I thought it was my fourishness where I just have this aesthetic or something, but it isn't. It's a body sensation yeah. that I'm looking for, and my home is my home.
1: So I will say this.
0: I am going to assume
1: that the people hosting are those who want those people to come over. Okay, there would be a difference. Because I tapped out of hosting for quite a few years when I just was not into entertaining with people that I found drained me. Yeah,
0: got it. Okay, Um, we have that quintessentially country home situation where it looks like a postcard. And yeah, we've just got all the cozy vibes. So I'm super excited. One of the things I really have learned to do is be very clear about expectations so in terms of food we pre-decide who's gonna bring the breakfast and who's gonna bring what and if those expectations don't get met i honestly have i do the same thing as with um tension i just cut it away so i'm like you know what i'll just absorb it i i will just absorb the cost of extra food or whatever and i just do this seven ish refusal to get brought down by it (laughs) It, it's this, I almost have um, extraordinary powers at Christmas. <laughs> like, That's great. I somehow can just endure it because it's just for a little while. Yeah, I, I don't feel the same way.
1: I think if people, I feel like I've set the table for this big expectation of sort of how it's going to go. And if I've let you know what my expectation is of you, I would really appreciate that you meet that expectation. Or I feel like... Do you, you communicate
0: meet- that? Um, or is it just a quiet expectation I'll
1: say I'll say it's very very seldom that it's not met and I think that's because my family feels appreciative of my efforts I think they understand my efforts and they they want to do Mm -hmm. their own efforts as well and my mom and dad right now are wonderful because they prep the whole um, turkey and every all the stuffing and and then my brother sister and I just do the sides and they bring it to my house done and it's it's lovely so it takes a lot off me right in terms of the amount of work it is
0: okay I have another question How does all this work out when you're not the host? What shifts when you're being hosted?
1: I think when I'm not the host, I go five-ish.
0: Oh, yeah. You get kind of withdrawn and quiet? I do.
1: I get, or I I do the thing where I look for my one person who I can like get real with and talk about real life stuff Mm -hmm. and be vulnerable with. And then I kind of stick to them the whole night. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I um, am really just as comfortable being hosted which is interesting i'm all or nothing so what happens it's this is a problem actually so if i'm host i'm on right i'm on 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 and all of it's planned out and i got it all sorted if i'm not hosted i like slip into a coma i have to be prodded to remember to help with dishes or something like it's oh, so funny. weird it's like i'm at the spa when i'm hosted i become so childlike I'm so delighted by it. It's so fricking rare. It's so (laughs) rare for a family of our size to be hosted. It's hard to host us. And, you know, holidays is a little different because my sister is a big family too. But it's just that there is a sense that comes over me when I'm hosted of rest and like, oh, I get to like put my feet up or something (laughs) to the point where I actually have to remember, oh, wait, I'm still on duty (laughs) because. I guess, yeah, like you said, it's really
1: rare that others, Take that role on. And so when they do, I super appreciate it. Unless I really wanted to host and then I'm just annoyed. (laughs) But yeah, I get ahead of it when I want it. Right. But you're right. I do. I relish in the fact that. It's not mine, and I really do become a little sloth like while I'm there. I do do the dishes though because I'm super conscientious of those who do not help me with the dishes in my own home.
0: so I I'm need very the visual aware. cue. So the moment I hear glasses starting to clink oh, and whatnot, yes. I'm like, ooh oops, and I'm That's- if I'm out of earshot and I don't hear it, I, I'll be a kind of oblivious. just oh, kind yeah. of lost in the like glow of not being responsible. It is unreal. I'm ugh. I think that that is probably really healthy because I feel like I never get there, right. And I've I'm I'm heard that. Aware I've heard that from I social types. Yep, yeah. I've heard that. I think that might be more in line with. Subtypes. I'm super
1: aware of being late. Yeah, I'm super aware of not partaking and helping with the cleanup. I'm yeah. super aware of not helping with the prep. Like I, yeah, I don't want to be mm-hmm. seen as lazy, right? Or or
0: indifferent that's I think my fear is that people and will I don't even think, don't think appreciate about it. it yeah yeah the moment I'm prompted I hop to and I'm like oh I'm happy to yeah it's that it just it isn't just at the forefront of my mind right I think if that... my body feels relaxed and comfortable I kind of slip into oblivion it's really lovely yeah I think that's probably pretty healthy too <laughs> yeah which is why like getting away to chalets and cabins where I'm off duty is absolutely restorative to yeah. me because my body knows what to do Um, Okay, the last relational piece that cropped up was what happens when the traditions that you've started to fall in love with get tampered with as uh, new people come into the family or as um, family members like don't hold them to as, you know, in as high regard, and they want to kind of tweak them or as one of you said, like, do them in a half assed way, but they're beloved to you and you've come to, you know, love them. How do you respond internally to that or externally? I used
1: to have pretty high expectations of what I wanted and it was going to go my way. But I'm trying to really remember that everybody else matters too. And their wants and their needs matter just as much as mine. And so I'm trying to be quieter in terms of listening to what other people want to and becoming a little bit more flexible. And I think that is the key to my enjoying the day. Because if I'm more flexible, it's like my wedding. My wedding day, I had zero expectations.
0: You pre-decided not to? Um, yeah, I did. Yeah, I I think that's important.
1: I I was just decided I was just not going to have any expectations. Mm -hmm. And um, a few things went wrong that day that people sort of kept to themselves. And you know, we had kegs of beer, and they had no taps to open them with, and they had to run back to the beer store. And, you know, stuff like that happened. But oh my gosh, oh, this is a great story, actually. <laughs> I'm going to tell it. It's worth it. So we were getting ready for our wedding. This is how chill I was on my wedding day. The night before, my bridesmaids and I had all gone to the house where we were getting married. We got married in a friend's backyard. And we had buckets and buckets of roses. We made our own bouquets, all of us. And we wrapped them in ribbons. They were beautiful bouquets. And it was special to me that we all got to make our own. We came to the wedding day and I went to find our bouquets. So I'm looking everywhere. My my now sister-in-law, my brother's girlfriend at the time, had come earlier to help me and she lined the aisle with rose petals and we had like I said buckets of roses oh and so I called her and I said do you know where our, our um bouquets are. And it dawned on her that she might have cut them. And she did. She chopped the heads off all our bouquets and lined the aisle. I I mean, we just grabbed a couple more buckets and back to the front of the house and we made our own bouquets again. It didn't faze me a bit. I didn't care. And I remember us laughing as we had to rebuild these bouquets, you know, an hour before the wedding. and, And that, but that's how my day went. I just didn't care. And I enjoyed every single minute. And I think I need to practice that more because Christmas, I set myself up with all these traditions and all these expectations and not everybody can meet them. And other and my family comes with like you said, my siblings have married other people and they come with their own stuff and their own traditions with their own families. And it means we only get my brother every other year for Christmas. And I think we need to be more flexible if I'm being brutally honest. And it's I say that with a lot of compassion, AIDS, please hear that, because it's taken me a long time and I think knocked off my feet to be quiet in illness to get to a place where I can quiet myself to, to see that we need to do that.
0: Yeah, I think the key is we are in the moment people. And we're built for this, right? We're built to respond to a crisis and a threat in the moment. And we do it in the most incredible way. But not everything is a crisis. And not everything <laughs> is a threat, which means we don't always have to live with this full body in the moment reactivity to things. What will help with that is to do prep work, to lay pre groundwork so that we've done the work already so that when the moment comes and it's not as we expected, we don't respond out of that gut thing, which is beautiful. I love that in the moment thing we do, but you can see how that would cause harm when expectations aren't met. Whereas if you lay out the groundwork and you've walked yourself through how this might not be met given the personalities that are arriving on the doorstep, it means that it's absorbed as extra data in your mind when you are now faced with the unmet expectation. And your response is much milder. And you might even find that you still have joy in that moment, and you can make the pivot. But it does involve some intentionality. I
1: I was going to say, I think for us eights, we do have to be intentional. And you're right, we do need pre-work for this, because it's not our natural state. It doesn't come easy and quick.
0: And because holidays have this extra weight of expectation to it, and this weird body imprint memory thing that happens, it means we have to devote extra prep work time, right? We don't have to do it every day, right? For the most part, every day is, it's not as important. There's not as much pressure or expectation in our mind about the daily thing but something about holidays Mm -hmm. there's just something about holidays so it requires a little bit more thought so maybe take time to like walk yourself through the things that you care most about and the ways those might not go as planned and feel it in your body feel the disappointment now and then absorb it and you know how we do that where if we pre-process it loses its power
1: we become soft exactly
0: yeah Yeah. so maybe do
1: that i think the world is just so hard right now And I think that if we can soften our edges, we can be a soft space in this
0: crazy hard world. I think we're uniquely built and powerfully built to make our own way. And I guess we just want to encourage you to figure out your own way. What works? What works for you? And be creative. Don't feel guilty if it involves boundaries. I
1: think that's really important.
0: And make your way. Yeah. Make your I, way. Be conscientious of those around you and the
1: hurt. And I, that has helped me a lot in the past with people that I struggle with is looking at their story from the very beginning.
0: And right. be soft on yourself as well, though. We're so brutal. It's like we're workhorses and we're like, no, we just got to do what we have to do well.
1: And it feels like failure when we don't meet those expectations. That's right. Even if they're just emotional and mm-hmm. feelings. And- mm
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, you know, do that thing, scan your body and go, what would feel right? Like what would feel like just pure magic and, and meets whatever that need is. And, and then, let go
1: of meeting everybody else's expectations. That's right.
0: Figure that one out. Yeah. And just delight in what it, yeah. what it is that you come it. up with. If yeah. you
1: need to do a little bit for someone else, make sure you do for you too. Mm-hmm. We are not good at that.
0: No, exactly. That's it for today. We hope by now you've realized there's a lot more going on under the surface and you'll continue to follow along as we take you Inside the Armor.